Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right. James just started this podcast by burping in my ear It wasn't ear a real holes. burp. It was a fake burp. Yeah. Well, that, why is that any better? It was gross. Because you're a gross man. Hello. Uh, it was like that. It was the equivalent it of that. It was not. It was much more gross than that. Okay, can I? I'm Claire. You're James. We're yeah, married. Yeah, this yeah, is Suggestible yeah. Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Rebecca recommend you things. Yeah, yeah. Just before I get to actually what the show is about, I need, I have a gripe. That okay. burp reminded me. I hate when you burp and then you go and like blow the burp at me. I hate that so much. <laughs> That's not true. If anything, Claire is actually <laughs> saying a thing that she does to me. She's flipped it. I'm a lady. I don't burp. I just fart. No. Well, I do. Everybody does. Do you know there's a book that I used to read to the kids when I was teaching called Everybody Poops? Yeah, everyone knows that book. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, son's really obsessed with all that kind of stuff. I know. I know. Is he? Yeah, isn't he? I don't all think kids so. are. They think it's funny. Oh, yeah. Well, that is funny. Yeah. It's objectively funny. Exactly. I thought you meant like you caught him like staring into the toilet oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Though one of my friends did have a little boy who was scared of pooping because mm. he didn't want to let go of his poops. He was sad. <laughs> he felt sad about it. Just imagining <laughs> Rose letting go of Jack at the end of Titanic. <laughs> yeah, she said he didn't like flushing. He was like really upset, and I could totally see a three-year-old being like that. That's strange. Didn't want to press a button. Yeah, <laughs> too sad about it. Is Great. that how you feel about your poops? No, you not at all. To them get, in a touching rid of, way get rid of them all. Every time. No, I don't grip them tightly and then let them go. <laughs> and watch them slowly watch sink them, into the yeah, darkness. No. Just like Jack. Speaking of letting things go, though, my first recommendation is for Let it go. Let it go. Frozen 2 and you know, Frozen 1. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm not going to name any names, I had a lot of stealth, like, agreeance, agreances about Frozen 2. <laughs> Did you A lot of people really? just being like, just FYI, between me and you, uh, oh, no. you you're right. They didn't, they wouldn't CC you in. I'm not going to name any names. Oh, what? Nobody said that. It was probably your brother. Nope. At his daughter's birthday, he agreed with you before he'd even watched the movie. Yeah, because he knows I'm right because I, I have excellent person. taste. Well, my brother and my sister both said they loved it. So That's irrelevant to me. Their I opinions mean nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. No, they're great. Anyway, so I'm going to recommend uh, it's a new movie that came to Netflix. I think it's getting a limited cinema release, or maybe it already has. It's done a, a lot of festivals. Yes, a limited cinnamon? Yes. A limited sprinkle of cinnamon? Sprinnamon. 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 It's called Marriage Story. It's by uh, it's directed by Noah Baumbach. Uh, it stars Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. People say I say like Scarlett. Like you scullet. do like scullet, like scullet, mate. Like, it's scullet. Is that something other countries say, or do we just? No, say we it say it weirdly. Oh, I say weirdly in particular. No, but like sculling, is that a thing that people do in other countries? Or yeah, is I think it, just it is. Australian? Yeah, you know, scull your beer, mate. Yeah, drink neck it, it down. Yeah, you could say it might say neck. Remember neck nominate. Remember but that necking thing. Necking is also like kissing on the neck. Isn't no. It? Oh, is it something else? I think so. Is it? Yes, it is. is necking, it? yeah. Necking. Isn't it like giving you Necking hickey? is when two giraffes fight. They fight with their necks. I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> it, but it's wild, man. 
Do you know the giraffe has the same amount of bones in its neck than the human body? Did you know that? Not the human body, the human neck. No, but does that mean that it can, what, hang on, what? So same amount of bones. bones. No, there's the same amount of bones in a giraffe's neck as in a human's neck. I'm assuming neck. they're bigger bones. No, they're exactly the same size. <laughs> it's mostly skin. And like wobbly flesh. Yeah, just, and so they're very bendable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. my brain I just went, well, that makes sense. They can wrap around each other. That's why you'd battle with the necks Yeah, you battle. Well, what else are you going to hit with? If you've, you've got a neck that long, of course you're going to fight with it. You'd... I'd fight you with my neck. Oh, man. Remember and I'd win. used to be obsessed with that giraffe kicking the lion in that nature documentary oh, where the lion it. goes up to like tackle to like tackle the giraffe and the giraffe just kicks the shit out of it it's incredible anyway i gotta talk about this movie okay uh it's scarlet uh, scarlet uh johansson and adam driver basically the story is about it's a breakdown of a marriage and how it can maybe start or begin amicably with the best intentions and how it can kind of devolve once there's family involved and lawyers and moving locations and and uh, careers and money and all of those kinds of things. And it's, it's that story. It's that, it's that narrative flow. And it's just incredible. It's probably one of the best movies that I've, that I've seen this year for oh. the performances alone. It's also really heartbreaking. It's, not, it's one of those ones where it's hard to watch because it feels very real. I know. Well, yeah. that's why I haven't watched it because I love Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, mm, Scarlett, that famous yeah. actress, yeah. actor. But I just – that terrifies me. That whole idea just terrifies me and yeah. so I couldn't watch it. Yeah. It's very good though. Like, and I wouldn't say at the end you'll be like, "Oh my god, what a downer," because like it is depressing in parts, but it doesn't yeah. end soup. I mean, it's not like a great ending because it's about a couple a divorce splitting up. But it's it's amazing, and like those two are just at the top of their game at the moment, both of them oh, in terms I don't, of performances. I've never seen Adam Driver not on the top. He's of great. His game. He's terrific in everything. He's so good yeah. in Girls. He's probably my only. I really, as much as I know, Girls is a really important TV show to watch. In terms of cultural references, all these kinds of things, sure. I just never. Really I mean, got initially into it. maybe, but then initially <laughs> I felt yeah. I, the first season I got into, but Adam Driver was one of my favorite parts of that yeah, show. Yeah, definitely, and he's one of the characters that you kind of you're not supposed to like, but I guess it kind of the way. But I mean, that's also a credit to the writing, the way that that. Oh, Lena Dunham, amazing writing, well. yeah. all the things. But yeah. um, anyway, I have my problems with Lena Dunham. I'll, I'll all right, let's not day. go but, down uh, that road. Yeah, but the other thing is, there's 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 also kind of divorce lawyers that make appearances in this and there's one of them is played by Alan Alder who's kind of this you oh, know Alan Alder from Mash I love Alan from Alder Mash from and, Mash yes everyone knows the Mash theme song he's great he's tr- he's still he's still crushing Isn't it Isn't that called Suicide? Suicide is Painless yeah. Uh, yeah the original song has lyrics and the for the TV show they took it out oh. uh, the other thing is Ray Liotta who you might know from uh, Goodfellas and he's done other things but mostly whenever you see him in an interview Is he a good fella? Not really because he's a <laughs> Mobster. It's not. It's not even a joke. I don't even know why. It's not even a play on words. You just said. I'll repeat it. No, so people. Is he a good fella? No, not in the. Not in the, he's a mobster in the movie. In the movie, I good fella. That was very funny. But that. It's also like the name of the movie. Like it's the point of the movie because it's kind of like I. Let me repeat it again and see if you find it funny. No the time. Uh, but is the he other. A good fella? I will leave this room. But I'm trying to break. And the him. other. And the other. And. Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> uh, lawyer is Laura Dern. Uh, oh, I love her. And she, who's and in she's, Big Little Lies and Jurassic she, yes, Park, two yeah. of my favourite things respectively. Correct. And she's great and she's like really good. And there's Is a, she as good as when she puts a glove on her hand and sticks it in the Triceratops poo and diagnoses the There is a scene just like that in this movie. Uh, <laughs> so it's at least equivalent. So she rifles through she's out pretty of much, Pretty poo. much, yeah, like metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> 
those two, the two leads are great and they play off each other really well and you see like that they still love each other and they had this like huge like full-blown argument at one point it's actually I'll come back to that but there's a scene between Laura Dern and Ray Liotta where they're arguing for custody and and settlement in in court and it's amazing it's might be the best scene in the movie and it's just two lawyers and two great actors just really just going at each other and it's terrific yeah. but it's kind of there's been a lot of talk of like Who's kind of right in this? Is it is it the Scarlett Johansson character? Is it the Adam Driver character? And the and there's like debate online about who the movie is kind of skewed towards. And I think it's fairly even handed. It's really up to you about what you decide, like what you what you get out. I'm not going to say what I think of it because so I've, there's not like a clear villain. There's I think not- they, I think there definitely could be if you can perceive it that way. But I also think it kind of shifts as it goes, and the outcome kind of determines. Like it might not be as good for one person as it is the other person. So it kind of, I think it kind of ebbs and flows. You know, like any relationship, it's normally not just one person who's the problem. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, you know, for the most part, but it, it often, you know, people... It's often people, much more complex. Yeah, and right? people break up. It's just, it's a reality, you know. <laughs> Calm down, Claire. You're never going to break up with me. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> Well, I have something to tell you. Oh, no, not on a podcast. <laughs> I don't but, even like talking about but, it. But... Um, yeah, look, it's really good. And I think you should watch it. I think you should watch it anyway. Okay, yeah. I should. I should, maybe I should when man up. Maybe when no, you're, woman up. Yeah, you should woman up. I should. Maybe when you're, when you're feeling like not so, you know, when you feel like you're feeling good about yourself. Because if you go in like, like I'm having a bit of a bloody rough day, it's not going to make you feel better. Okay, what I'm excellent, saying. But, cool, yeah. Yeah, and I'm also interested to know what you think about the characters the and characters who you and, think is. yeah. Because I'd love to get into it, but I don't want to spoil it, and I'd want to see what you think. Before okay, I say anything. it's really interesting. I I love seeing um film and TV like that, where the characters. I love seeing TV and film. Too. Me, I just love watching me the old too. television. No, when characters are flawed and much closer to what you really you see in real yeah. life, a little bit like remember State of the Union that we talked about that BBC show about the marriage and they sit in the park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked that for that reason too, that they you, there's no real sort of one side or the other side. Yeah. Just like I think in every most relationships, obviously, yeah, like you said, there are sometimes some villains. But in general, people are way more complex than that. Yes. And relationships are complex and, you know, people who are good people and generally I think people are good but they make mistakes mm. for whatever reason and they take into relationships stuff that happened in their family, in their childhood. Yeah. Um, or even happens to them, you know, during. Yeah, it's, during, yeah, exactly. So as you get older, I think as, when I was younger, I saw the world much more kind of black and white, mm. I think. And as so you, you get had that older, operation to restore your colour. Correct, vision. exactly. And now I can see in grayscale. Oh, my goodness. Who even a multicolour. I see like the Nintendo Virtual Boy. There are four people <laughs> who will get that joke and they're going to love it. All right, well, I don't get it at all. But I laughed because I love you. Thanks. <laughs> I don't want us to break up and be have Laura Dern be our lawyer in divorce court. Yeah, and then you'll and then they have to bring up the Nintendo <laughs> Virtual Boy joke in court, okay. and I have to explain it. <laughs> I mean, I think Big Little Lies is another great example of looking at relationships and marriage in that way. Yes, and there kind of is a Clevelyan, but there's also not, and it's it's complicated. So I love it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Okay, can I do mine now? Of course you can. Okay, mine is is a very cheerful recommendation. Mm. Um, it's called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. And it's currently on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and every night Claire watches 14 minutes of an episode <laughs> then falls asleep. Yeah, I know, but then I catch up and watch the next 14 minutes. And I have no minutes. idea where I'm at because I normally I'll watch the end of it while you're asleep and then the next day. And then day you were always know. like, Claire. Wake up. Go to bed. Every, oh, God. I'm not the only person that falls asleep on the couch. You are the only it's person what, in the world. Life is hard. It's I uncouth. get up very early. Well, I also do. For <laughs> Any, me. All right. <laughs> yeah, at 9.30. Mm. The Marvelous Mr. Maisel is an American period comedy drama created by Amy Sherman Palladino, who also happened to create Gilmore Girls. I know, so cool. In the developing, Nobody, no, I didn't say anything when you said, "I know, so cool." I oh well, I love. Oh, well, I love Gilmore Girls. I'm sure there are other people that love it too. Sure, there um, are. In de- <laughs> it's a popular show. I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> Do you know that your go-to tone is sarcasm? Those guys have too much junk food. Well, let's, let's just get a pizza and, and stay like in. We're so the Gilmore skinny. Girls. I know, but that's part of the. It's part of the world, James. You don't right. understand. Anyway, back to this particular show. Um, Amy Sherman Palladino was inspired by childhood memories of her father, a stand-up comedian based in New York City, and an admiration for early female comics such as Joan Rivers and Totty Fields. The the series stars Rachel Brosnahan, I might have said that wrong, who you may remember from Netflix's House of Cards. No. Okay. Well, she's great in it. She plays Miriam Midge Maisel, a housewife in 1958, who discovers she has a knack for stand-up comedy. She lives on the Upper West Side and her life is perfect and she's got, you know, two children and she just you know, tries to be this perfect housewife. She's Jewish, which is kind of the backdrop of she lives above her family, her parents, who are also quite neurotic and interesting characters. Monk. Um, One of them yeah, is and Monk. Apparently so. And then her husband has an affair with her secretary. He wants to be a stand-up comic and he's pretty terrible, so she supports him the whole time and has a notebook that she follows around to his gigs. And then he leaves her. She gets super drunk. She does some stand-up, realises she has this amazing knack for it. And then Susie Myerson, who is an employee of the Gaslight Cafe where she does this spectacular comedy stand-up routine. He's played by Alex Borstein. Voices, voice of Lois Griffin Correct. from Family Guy. Exactly. Very very cool. And also consequently played Suki St. James in the pilot of Gilmore Girls, but then ended up not playing the actual character. Melissa McCarthy did. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, side note. And so then Susie Meissen um, ends up being her kind of manager and helps her like develop this kind of comedy career. And it's just really fun. The sets are great. The clothes are amazing. She's this really kind of sharp-witted, fast-talking woman who's really great at everything. And is hilarious and I I liked the progression of the show, how they show she initially has this kind of like brilliant, brilliant kind of act and then goes through a period of trying to figure out how she can do it. She bombs a whole lot of Mm. times. So it starts to show just how difficult it is in that scene and obviously particularly as a woman she faces a lot of kind of backlash from her family but also from other male comics because she's, you know, obviously quite unique being a woman back then. It was such – and it still is really quite a male-dominated field and yeah. industry. Yeah, so I just love it. I thought it was brilliant. There's two seasons with the third season being released very, very soon. Or it might even just, be. Yeah, it might actually, not be here but it – it's just said it's just yeah. been released actually, okay. December 6, 2019. Mm. Yeah, and the support cast are great too. Her parents are excellent and their relationship is quite funny. Her dad in particular I really enjoy. He's kind of autistic and he's a lecturer and mathematician and it just his yeah. character unfolds. He's, he's quite great. interesting as well. 
I, I, yeah. I agree with you on all of that. I think it does have some problems. For one, they never kind of explain where our kids are at any point in time and it's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, you've got a baby. <laughs> I know. Why don't you ever look after your baby? They have a living nanny. And there is kind of, she's, she does like kind of woe is me and I'm like, you're fine. You've got plenty of money. Oh, your she's so wealthy. I know. I know. But the other thing I think is they spend far too much time on her ex-husband. Like still, it's like, just get rid of this guy. Like write him out of the show. He's just not very interesting. And they're like, what's this guy up to? Who cares? No, I actually disagree with you there. I think that Joel, um, her husband, and, you know, they, they separate. They have quite a complex relationship. I think initially it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Sometimes I'm like, oh, where's this going? He, he doesn't really have any talent. He was really threatened by her mm. talent. And, and the reason I think it comes out that he had an affair was because he couldn't live up to her standard and he felt kind of intimidated by her in a way. And and so That's absolute lunacy. Yeah, know. it is. I know, but you can kind of see yeah. things that happened in his childhood that kind of reflect why yeah. he f- he is that way. But I also think it's kind of interesting to explore his character a little too. Mm, so enough. yeah, I'm really enjoying. I think it. also unlike a lot of shows uh, where the stand up feels genuine, and a lot, a lot of the times, a lot of yeah. time when you see stand up in like TV or movies, it feels false. And it's often because an actor is doing it and it's a different skill acting and stand-up are oh, two different things obviously. Different. And some yeah. people can, can obviously do it. But I think for maybe because it's so well written and also her performance is so good. Oh, Brosnahan is brilliant yeah, in this. That it comes, she comes across as, a, as an actual genuine stand-up. But also because yeah. she does a lot of it off the cuff, it feels... It feels off the cuff, even though obviously yeah, it's written. Yeah, it feels improvised, yeah. and it's and yeah, I totally agree with you. Anytime I've seen stand up, often it's got canned laughter in the background, and the yeah. actor sort of says these jokes, but they don't set up very well. Whereas she really kind of develops a sense of the room, yes. and you get a feeling like the audience is with her. Her jokes are very clever, and you want to watch her stand up. Yeah, exactly. I actually am le- enjoying the show a little bit less when they sort of take move away from seeing her stand up all the time, yeah. and they move to kind of the backstory. She goes on holidays, and exactly. That That's thing. the stuff I'm kind of I'm like. What look? Her ex husband is bowling. I'm like, I don't care. Who cares? Yeah, I know. How, was he ever going to find a partner? I don't give a I think shit. Kind of I don't care if she doesn't chemistry. either. That's what I, I think the focus of the show is like. Is it? Be, well, I yeah. guess maybe be, they had to do something because they can't just keep showing her stand up. They should just shoot him. They should just have her shoot him. <laughs> anyway, I really think though that Alex Borstein, who was obviously Lewis Griffin from Family Guy, um, I think she, She's her great. character yeah. is my other favourite. She's yeah. a standout in yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. Her lights are hilarious. The way that she. It delivers things so dryly. Her character also is really hard done by. Mm. She has a really difficult childhood, very little money, scraping yeah. by. And so I think her character arc, you really want Rachel's character, Mrs. Maisel, to win for her, yes. but actually more for Susie. Yeah. Cause like, because you can see she really believes in her and is giving everything over to it. Yeah. And I think her character in particular, you kind of get the feeling maybe she's a lesbian, but it's never suggested. It's kind of hinted at. But it's hinted yeah. at, but you never really know. There's a great recurring gag where she's carrying a plunger around looking busy. Which is yeah. what I used to do at one of my jobs. I used to carry a clipboard. So people wouldn't be like, what are you up to? <laughs> and yeah. I've got a clipboard. Don't you worry what I'm up very, to. Very, very busy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, I recommend this. They've won lots of Emmys and Grammys mm. and, well, not Grammys. Yeah, it's popular. Music. I'm sure. No, I'm sure they <laughs> a have. A Golden Globe. Um, yeah. And Rosanahan run, won an Emmy and a Golden Globe for Best, Best Actress in a comedy series for this. So it's just great. I recommend it. Go find it. I will. 
Okay, off to, off to your turn now. Uh, this is I've also got a Netflix show this week. I was like, what am I going to talk about? Then I realised I'd written this down already. I remember a few weeks ago I spoke about a series called The Toys That Made Us and it basically talks about yes. toys from our childhood and Correct. whatever. And yes, how they but you're really be. into Lego at the moment. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to post some of my Lego pictures. People are <laughs> going to shit You told me yesterday bricks. you had a dream, a dream about, about how, how to fix, fix your Optimus my, Prime. My Optimus Prime is looking <laughs> incredible. And I just want to say that I've made the Optimus Prime <laughs> from memory. I haven't used any, any of this kit shit, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> yeah, Lego is good when it's in a big box and you can rifle through it. Like what we have, yeah. I, I know, hate instructions. Did you see I made Olaf, Elsa and... I have not, and, no. Oh, we should go up there. How about we post them all online as comparison? <laughs> all right, okay. No, anyway. we're not doing that. Mine are terrible conventions. But still, I was pretty proud of my Frozen characters. Be. Anyways, I spend the reindeer, mate. That's good. Thanks. They're great in Frozen One only, exclusively. Oh, yeah. uh, there's a series that, which is a spin-off of that called The Movies That Made Us, and it's basically a deep dive behind classic movies and the road to kind of uh, getting them made. There's been four episodes so far. They normally do them in blocks of four of these series, so there'll probably be another four later this year. But some of the movies included is uh, Die Hard and Home Alone, and it's basically uh, – so, so they're more recent. They're more like 80s kind of – I think the first year is, yeah, they're all ladies from the first season. But most classic movies have like very troubled productions and interesting stories behind them. Well, even any movie, whether it be good or bad, have troubled productions. It's not unusual because movie making is like is problem solving essentially. It talks about our home alone was shut down at one point and another company picked it up. Like they go going to get into like the original Ghostbusters cast and at one point like Eddie Murphy was going to be in it and kind of how that shifted and they didn't know whether Bill Murray was going to be in it or not and they'd kind of sign him on but they hadn't heard anything from him and then when they started shooting he turned up and they're like, oh, good. <laughs> Classic Bill now, Murray. I can see you thinking, though, who cares? I don't like any of these movies, Claire, and who cares, right? But That's they how do, I feel about a lot of But they do have an episode on Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Ooh. So, nobody puts baby in the corner. Well, no, it turns Nobody does. No, nobody does. It turns Side note, Ghost is also on uh, one of those Netflix, I think, at the moment. Side note, have you seen Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Nights from the <laughs> early to mid-2000s? I have. It's not good. Yeah. I've never seen Dirty Dancing, actually. Oh, d- what? Dirty Dancing is a classic Patrick Swayze. Seems a bit rude. So sexy. If I want a classic sexy. Patrick Swayze movie, I will watch Roadhouse, Claire. Okay, you show Road- me Roadhouse. House. Doesn't it end with him losing limbs by a lake? No, he rips out a dude's throat. Oh, that's in, right. By a lake, yeah. That's right. It's very true. People love it. It's not that good. It's more ridiculous than good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's it. I don't have anything else to say. You, you should, okay. Do you cool. like, if you do like Dirty Dancing, you might. Also, I the might Home Alone, you like Home Alone. Oh, right? I love Home Alone. The making of it's Classic really, Christmas yeah, movie. The making of it's really interesting. And okay. Because I, I, I watched that a few years back with my class. I'm like, is this good? Yeah. It's incredible. It's still really good. Okay. So I, I've been meaning to watch yeah. it because I'm trying to get into my Christmas movies. So I will give that a go. That one's really fun. Okay. Yeah. Can I talk about my thing now? I'm really excited. Finally. Okay. So I want to recommend a podcast this week. I love podcasts. Uh, yeah. I actually, I don't know. You would be interested. Oh, I don't, you won't listen to this. Anyway, it's called Dolly Parton's America. You really you talked yourself out of that. Yeah. No, I've heard you <laughs> listening to it as well. Yeah, yeah. WNYC Studios produces it. So it's public radio. Um, it's just brilliant. It's awesome. Yes. And it just made me realize how iconic. I mean, I've always thought of Dolly Parton as like, you know, a great country singer, but all always on my periphery. Yeah. I'd never really understood how much of a feminist icon she is and what an incredible songwriter she is. Yes. Her back catalogue is she's just really prolific. Yeah. amazing, just so prolific. Mm. Someone said that she's like the Mozart of country music, yeah, which I think is really interesting. Helen Morales, who helps inform this show, wrote a book called Pilgrimage to Dollywood and she 
really gives a stern directive about how to get into Dolly Parton and the heart of what she's all about by looking at the lyrics. Um, So the show starts by deep diving into her discography, starting with the early period of what Dolly calls her sad-ass songs, to find remarkably prescient words of female pain, slut-shaming, domestic violence, and women being locked in a way in asylums by cheating husbands. And the show explores how Dolly took the centuries-old tradition of Appalachian murder ballad, so the Appalachian murder ballad and just Appalachian music in general, um, which is music of the South, I guess, country music. And I guess sometimes even it's called hillbilly music. Um, That's rude, Claire. It has its roots in bluegrass, but even further than that, it's just, oh, gosh. I actually interviewed um, a banjo player on Just Make the Yeah, I remember, yeah. And he talks a lot about if you're more interested in that kind of um, history of Appalachian music, it's really interesting. He also plays some cool stuff. Um, Do you think Collings could link it below? Yeah, I think he probably could. Well done, Collings. Good job, Collings. You're the best. Anyway, so she did things like she took that century-old tradition of the murder ballad and flipped it on its head. So men were singing songs about brutally killing women, basically. It was a really popular thing. They flipped the script. Yeah, it was. Back in the day, they would often be at hangings, right? The community would come out and, like, a guy would write a song about the guy murdering his partner or girlfriend or whatever and then he would hand out the lyrics yeah at the murder at the hangings of these murderers anyway so as you're being murdered you're like this song's about me yeah so it's a, yeah <laughs> sort of no anyway she dolly did a really clever thing she flipped the script and sung it from the woman's point of view as her career progresses the songs expand beyond the pain to tell tales of leaving abuse behind and um then move into sort of second and third wave feminism her songs also just speak to everybody and that's why it's called dolly parton's america i didn't realize this but her songs speak to people across the political divide yeah. from left to right young to old you know she was popular in the indigenous community where we were remember yeah yeah, yeah. i know tubby who i lived with was this amazing indigenous mm. australian woman and just hilarious and when i was leaving she gave me this big hug and gave me a cassette of dolly parton songs yeah because she just loved it and also it. the woman who we got our dog from also loved dolly parton remember yeah, she did, yeah. and in a different community yeah. yeah in a totally different community there's something they they talk about dolly's songs because she grew Grew up in sort of they call it Smoky Mountain, basically mm. um, in Tennessee. She lived in this really kind of rural, quite isolated, really tiny place, really tiny house, two bedroom cottage in the in the mountains. Yes, and so her songs actually speak to migrants. I think people who've had to leave their home to Indigenous communities, to women and men from all walks of life. And she's done this incredible thing in such a divided time. She's managed to walk the line between both. But without feeling like she's ignoring... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so even though, you know, when you first think of her, people would laugh and dismiss her because, you know, the big boots and the big hair and the big makeup. She says this really clever thing. I think she's so smart. She said that she's having an ongoing joke with the the audience, and that she's been having for, you know, like 40 years. Yeah. And I think she said she really understands women, but she also really understands men, and I think that's very true and apparent in her songs. The podcast really just deep dives into that, but it also looks more at the politics of America at the moment Mm. and the sort of divide between people down kind of all kinds of ideological lines. Mm. Would you, oh, yeah. sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, would you say that if you, even if you weren't a fan, this is worth listening to? Oh, yeah. totally. It's yeah. so interesting. You really understand, like, I mean, 
I think sometimes, I don't know if I ever really put Dolly Parton in the same kind of category as like Elton John or someone who was like one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Sure. And then you listen to this podcast and you go, she absolutely deserves a place there. I mean, she wrote, I Will Always Love You, you know, that iconic oh, the Whitney, Houston. Whitney Houston song. Really? I don't know. Yeah, and there's this incredible story. And she outlived her. Yeah, yeah, she did. There mm. you go. And, you know, I mean, that's one of the greatest songs of all time, really. Just spectacular writing, mm. spectacular writing. And, you know, on Jolene, amazing, amazing song. Do you know that Nelson Mandela loved the song Jolene? Everybody knows Dolly that. Parton's really, that. <laughs> yeah, Dolly Parton's really popular in South Africa. Yeah. Just, you know, crosses all kinds of lines. Just look up Dolly Parton amazing. net worth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's worth millions of dollars. The other billions probably. She also has a Five hundred million. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, makes um, sense. You know, I just think, and she's still prolific. She's still out yeah. there. And I just think once I listened to this, I really thought, wow, I think sometimes women are dismissed for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Um, even in my own head, I didn't realise that I dismissed her. Yeah, absolutely. And I love her music. I've yeah. been deep diving. She has this. She also has a really strong affiliation with the LGBTQI community and she has a beautiful song, Wildflowers, I think it's called, that is sort of talking about finding yourself and leaving your home and setting yourself free. Mm. And there's this gorgeous guy who talks about how he grew up in a really – hardcore Christian household and he just had to leave his family to become who he, he was. He, yeah. um, he identified as gay. And so he just played that song over and over and over, driving away from his tiny hometown mm. in the south. And oh, I could cry. Anyway, she's amazing. Go check it out. Dolly Parton's America. I will. And look, cool. if you love things, like say, for example, you love a podcast I and you're listening you. to right now, save it for after the show, all right? What you can do <laughs> You can actually rate and review this this podcast right in app if mm-hmm. you've got on your Apple iTunes app or whatever. Just like this person mm-hmm. has written, this is Jonathan Burko says the perfect view on parenting. This show is a blessing. I am especially grateful for their view on parenting. Finally, someone who lays it out as it is. This show and this podcast network is a must listen. Much appreciated. We do tell it how it is. That's how bloody hardcore we are. That's how we are. Cool. And you also, can don't also... listen to uh, our views on parenting. Do whatever you think is right. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Correct. Do what's in your heart. That's listen right. To your heart. Mm. Okay, so you can also send us recommendations. We love to hear them. We do. Um, at SuggestiblePod on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can also email the show at contactplanetrecasting.com. I check that email address regularly. Uh, and this one is a review slash recommendation. Oh, my goodness. I know. Five stars. It's from Noel Meller. The podcast that saved Christmas and birthdays. I told you I'd slip a Christmas recommendation into How every dare week. You. Been a longtime fan of James and Claire's other podcasts, so checking out their first full-on collaboration was a no-brainer for other me. Other podcast, yeah, I know. But I, but what I wasn't expecting was it becoming such an important tool for my marriage. Holy dooly! What? You see, my wife, like Claire, is also a woman type person and, as luck would have it, has a very similar taste in books, podcast people, and just making things. She sounds top. She's also named Claire. Well, she's my person. So as well as the pleasure it I take. It just sounds like you're having an affair and complimenting yourself. That's what it <laughs> yeah. sounds like. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about, mate. A marriage story. Sure. So as well as the pleasure I take in hearing these two affable, charming, married podcasters bounce off one another. Oh, stop it, Noel. I also listen with my Amazon app open to add gift ideas for Christmas. Great. Or just earn brownie points by passing on some of Claire's suggestibles. It's a win-win, mate. 
Jane Harper's Force of Nature, Maria's samples today will be different are two recent examples as well as Midnight Chicken and other recipes for a crimbo gift. So if you're out there and you have a wifey, have a, a wifey, oh Lord, or a partner, yeah, exactly. Or Some recommendations for books and recipe books and all kinds of things. Definitely. Anyway, here's a suggestible for you. There's a British BBC comedy called Mum, which is just perfect and I think you would both get something out of. It stars Leslie Manville as a woman getting over the death of her husband through the oddball family she has around her. As well as being very funny with insanely likeable characters, it has a really warm and touching love story at its heart that comes together slowly across its two short episodes. Would love to hear what you think. Thanks, Noel. Thanks, Noel. Oh, what a legend. Hey, and also, side note, here's a recommendation for a Christmas book to read to your children. All right, wrap it up, Claire. It's called The Jolly Christmas Poseidon by Janet and Alan Alberg, and it's super cute. Okay. Yep, it's um, Santa writes letters to all the different fairy characters and the postman has to deliver them. Side note, they also have like little letters that you actually envelopes you open up and there's a little letter inside. Santa my favourite Christmas book when I was Santa a kid. should get some fucking email, I'll tell you that much. Instead of oh making people deliver God. his mail. Okay, I'm not even going to call you the G word because I've overused it. Great. <laughs> Bloody Grinch of Christmas. Okay, so... We have been suggestible pod. Yes. I just wanted to finish with something um, else. I know we've sort of been laughing and we've had quite a fun old time. We've all had a good time here at suggestiblepod.com. We have. I just wanted to reach out and um, talk to someone called Ralstar Jones who Mm. wrote to us at the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates Facebook group who's going through a really hard time. And I'll just read his comment and then I'll have a little talk about it. Please. Hi, mates. Sorry to bring down the mood. But I'm absolutely gutted as my gorgeous wife, who I've been with for 23 years, passed away last night after battling cancer for only 15 months. She was 43 and the best person ever. I wrote to the boys about this and how the Weekly Planet and this great community has helped me and the kids deal with the struggle, which they kindly read out on episode 274. Yeah. Even though she was not that geeky herself, she put up with and sometimes even encouraged my relentless comic book movie and TV show fixation and even joined me in dressing up. There's even, some great photos there as well that he's oh, posted. Yeah. I know. I know exactly how she felt as well. <laughs> Mate, I've done all kinds of things. Remember that Catwoman costume I did? That was, I want to clarify, your idea for the surprise party you throw you threw for me that I did not want. These are not <laughs> applicable I scenarios. Also, I just put up with you building <laughs> anyway, bloody Lego Optimus Prime all the Time. With I'm parenting. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> anyway, um, so she put up with my relentless comic book movie and TV show fixation and joined me up in dressing up. She's also quite like suggestible and unsurprisingly identified a lot with Claire, while James is more my jam. That's cool, Ralstar. I totally mm. get it. I love and miss you, Natasha, and thanks, Nick Mason, James, Claire, and everyone at Planet Broadcasting and this wonderful group. Mate, I am so sorry. I can't even imagine. I. It's yeah. just one of the, it's one of those things. That there's nothing you can kind of say to be like, "Hey, that's like it's just the worst thing that could happen." I know, yeah. And I and I just um, want to say that Natasha sounds like an incredible person. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm just so sorry mm. for what you're going through, and thank you so much for everyone in the Great Mates group who's been supporting him. It's a really through supportive through and the family. Oh, yeah. um, mm. And all our thoughts and prayers go out to you this Christmas. Will suck. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But hopefully um, you and the kids can still get presents and have a yummy lunch and do all those things. But, um, Mm. yeah, from our hearts to yours, this doesn't make any sense. I'm just rambling. We're heartbroken for you, mate. So we'll be thinking of you this Christmas and um, 
all the love in the world. Melbourne guy as well. Yeah, yeah. I know. Not that that changes anything, obviously. We would only feel, feel Absolutely so sad would, if yeah. they were from Melbourne. Correct, yeah. Because they're in our hood. That's right. All right. But, yeah, Thanks that's, for us, yeah. Our dreams. Yeah, so. Absolutely terrible. And, uh, yeah, and if you're out there going through something hard, because Christmas can sometimes, like as much as I love Christmas, Christmas can sometimes be a really hard time for Absolutely people. Absolutely can, yeah. This time of year for lots and lots of different Reach reasons. Reach out to friends and family, even if you hate them. You don't have to. <laughs> But yeah. maybe, maybe you want to, but maybe and you don't. Maybe. That's okay. And you know what else I reckon? I sometimes think we talk about friendship circles, right, and, and mm. family circles. I like to think of them as horseshoes. This is from, I know, don't look at me like that. I know I'm being corny, but just think about people in your life and think about if there's anyone out there who you think might be lonely at think Christmas. About them. And invite them over for your Christmas dinner. Absolutely. Think about them you know? as, as in horseshoes, as in you hammer them into the bottom of a horse's foot. <laughs> Think about them like that. No, I just mean, you know, that we we don't have to have our closed circles of friends. No, exactly. You know, we can welcome more people in. So look after each other, guys, at this time of year and we'll be thinking of everybody. That's right. Especially Rasta and his family. That's right. Okay, that's Yeah, that's the end of the show. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be back at at, at another episode next week probably and then we'll take a break at some point. I don't know. We will. We will. Thanks as always to the Raw Collings for editing this week's episode. He Uh, is. All right. Okay. I'm pressing the button. No, I'm reaching over to press it today. No, it's my turn. I'm already going to press it. I've already pressed it. Your tiny arms can't reach it. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean... If you want, it's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.